Show Me Institute, a Missouri-based uh, think tank, is joining us here on KCMO. And Patrick just wrapped up a two-and-a-half-week road trip. And he's got some observations about what other cities are doing better and worse than Kansas City. Patrick, people always say you're a negative Nancy about Kansas City. So uh, let's first start off with the positives. What is Kansas City doing better than some of the other cities you went around the country to? Well, I didn't necessarily see this in the other cities I went to, but one of the things I know that Kansas City uh, has done well, or at least uh, avoided doing, is coming up with a lot of land use regulations like Seattle or Denver, where they basically um, unintentionally increase the price of homes by overregulating where you may build. And so what happens in those areas is housing becomes so expensive. We think we've got an affordability problem here in Kansas City. It's nothing compared to other cities that have that have decided that you may not build this far out from the city or or put all these uh, burdensome regulations. Um, how, so how much great. of that? How much of that, Patrick, has been driven though by uh, you know basically companies like Microsoft taking over Seattle, creating thousands of millionaires, and gentrifying the whole town? So, so certainly that is a, a, a part of it. There's a lot of wealth in these cities. Yeah. But, but if you could build more homes, right? Yeah. You would equalize that. The problem is what what these cities have effectively done is turn off the supply of new homes. Gotcha. So the existing stock skyrockets. Mm-hmm. And Kansas City in the metro area. I know people in Kansas City proper debate whether or not we have enough affordable housing, but in the metropolitan area, we've got great affordable housing stock. And the, and the it is one of the great reasons why Kansas City is such an affordable place to live, especially people like me uh, and and probably many of your listeners who grew up on the coasts and came to the Midwest. We absolutely love it here because it is so much more of a livable city than what we knew back home. Yeah, absolutely. Patrick Tuey, Show Me Institute, uh, is joining us. So just so we have a rundown and then we can get an idea, what cities did you hit on this two-and-a-half-week road trip? So this year, uh, my daughters and I drove basically out to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So we hit uh, Nashville, Asheville, Charlotte, Fayetteville, North Carolina, uh, and then uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. On the way back, we went through um, Georgia, uh, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, uh, Alabama, not in that order, mm-hmm. um, but, but kind of just did a circle through the south. And so, you know, Nashville... Yeah, Nashville hot, is, hot, Nashville hottest is city in the country. And, I mean, you don't need to know that to just see the traffic. I mean, just the traffic getting through town in the morning and in the evening. I don't know how that city is going to be able to prepare itself uh, for, for Amazon coming, for all the new jobs, because they need to up their infrastructure. They're, they're looking at the barrel of maybe too much growth too fast. Yeah. Um, uh, but... Uh, you know, what I loved about Memphis, and I've written about this before, I think you and I have talked about this before, Memphis's Beale Street celebrates their musical heritage, celebrates the, the, the blues. They've got a B.B. King restaurant. They've got all sorts of bars and, and uh, places for um, uh, tourists to have their picture taken and to walk around and buy souvenirs. It started about the same time that 18th and Vine did, but the John Elkington, who oversaw the the development of Beale Street in Memphis intentionally said, we want this to be private investment. We want businesses involved. We do not want this to be government run. And here in Kansas City, Emmanuel Cleaver said exactly the opposite. We want this to be government run. We want this to be kind of a public enterprise. And it's been 20 years, and it is clear, absolutely clear, Memphis's success 
18th and Vine in Kansas City is a failure. We've got to learn the lesson. Yeah, I mean, Patrick, let's be honest. Uh, Beale Street, anytime there's a sporting event, they show Beale Street. It looks like it's hopping. 18th and Vine, the only time you hear about it now is when there's another murder over there. I hate to say it, but that's that's just kind of the deal. Um, it's, absolute, it's absolutely heartbreaking, and yeah. nobody seems to know what to do to make it better. And, and one of the things uh, I'm kicking around is just we just need to sell it. We need to get it mm-hmm. as far away from the city as possible. We need to find private investors. We need to give them... Uh, you know, what they need to make it work. And if there aren't private investors willing to, to take it over, we need to take that as a message and say, this isn't a thing. We want it to be a thing, but it's, it's not a thing. The market isn't interested. Certainly the, the, the traffic, the, you know. Yeah. The, I think the, there'd the be interest, Patrick. I, I think there would be interest. Well, I certainly hope so, because you can look at, again, you look at places, even, even Nashville, even Nashville's Broadway, which is much yeah. more kind of like, uh, less family, more bars. Yeah. I, I observed, I observed walking through, if, if you're a drummer in Nashville and can't get a job, you are a bad drummer, because, uh, <laughs> every restaurant had a bar in it. Yeah. But, no, Broadway's um, a great scene. Yeah. Uh, but we've got to change what we're doing here when it comes to that entertainment district. And I don't mean turning it over to somebody like Cordish. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not what they did in Beale street and Beale street. You've got lots of little owners, but it works. They made it work. We've got something to learn from that. But my fear is the city's not going to let go. Uh, and the city's going to want to spend hundreds of millions of more on it. Patrick Tui, show me Institute, Missouri based think tank joining us. Um, he just spent two and a half weeks road tripping around the country, looking at what other cities are doing compared to Kansas City. Uh, power and light. Um, let's talk about that business model, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Other cities have tried to, I don't want to say copy it, but it's not an uncommon thing to have in different parts of downtown as cities try to rejuvenate their downtown. How does power yeah. and light compare to what you've seen? So it's identical. Uh, you know, you go to the power plant in Baltimore, uh, where I kind of grew up. Uh, you've got... Uh, Something in Louisville, Cordish has something in uh, in Atlanta, uh, obviously St. Louis. And, you know, we think about, uh, I'm watching Stranger Things. Maybe you guys are watching Stranger Things. And it talks about in the third season now how the mall is draining downtown. Of, mm-hmm. And this is what happened all over the country. They built malls kind of out of the suburbs. All the shops uh, moved there and uh, downtown kind of closed. And it's happened all over the country. And now what kind of Cordish is trying to do is using the, the mall a form to revitalize downtown. So you think maybe power and light is cool and it feels like Kansas city. And then you go to another city and realize they've got something almost exactly like it. And it's fact, just cookie cutter. And that's kind of disappointing because it's, it's not culturally Kansas city. It doesn't really feel like Kansas city. It just feels like kind of a shopping mall for drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 18th and Vaughn, you want to talk about something that would actually be unique to the town uh, would, would drive what would be staple Kansas City. That's it. Power and Light is more commercial-oriented, and you're right. That could be anywhere in the country. And, you know, so you talk about 18th and Vine having identity. I'm generally against, you know, subsidies and, 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 uh, and things like that, especially for entertainment districts. But at least, at least the people who are arguing for support of 18th and Vine have found something that is uniquely yep. Kansas City. And at least, rather than, you know, downtown glass towers and luxury and streetcars that proponents of 18th and vine are at least saying, Hey, if here's something that's unique about us that we should be promoting, I agree with them. It, it hasn't worked. I think we need to do something else, but I think their goal is absolutely right. Yeah. Very interesting. Patrick Tui, show me Institute. Patrick, always great to talk to you, man. Really appreciate a few minutes. 
Thanks so much. Take All care. right, there he is. We'll talk to him soon. Patrick Tuey on 710 KCMO, 103.7 FM.